Hello everybody, you listen to J Movie Talk, episode 154, as I'll be talking 2020's The Hunt. Hey! What is happening? What is all of this? Did you see that article? Every year these liberal elites kidnap a bunch of normal folks like us and hunt us for sport. The last I heard, free speech still exists. Don't First Amendment me. It wasn't real. Everybody get it! We were joking. There's been a killing spree. You gotta come here right now. You actually believed we were hunting human beings for sport. (laughs) But you are. We have an opportunity here to teach these people. These are not real people. They're actors. I'm playing an Arab refugee, but I identify as white. I think that's problematic too, in some way. You wanted it to be real, so you decided it was. What kind of sick people would even think of something like that? White people. We're the worst. All right, I am back um, for a brand new episode. Um, this is actually like the fifth or sixth episode that I have recorded since last Sunday, if you can believe that. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the episodes that I put out recently. Um, of course, um, I did uh, for episode 152 did uh, of course uh, Hard Target which coincided with this episode that I'm going to be doing now and then of course episode 153 where I did my fan commentary track for Friday 13th part 3 uh, which is the episode right before this and now this episode is episode 154 when I'm talking about the hunt um, but I've recorded quite a few episodes this week um and everything um like i say it hasn't been it's been a long time i think since i've done anything close to doing that but uh anyway what we're here to talk about is the hunt um and everything like that so i've always been someone who liked these type of movies um and everything i i watched the hunger games even though i haven't finished the freaking franchise i've watched all of them except for the last one i actually seen all of them at the movie theater and I own all of them, but I didn't watch the final one. So I need to I need to watch it. But uh, like I said, I like movies like that. I like Surviving the Game, uh, the 1993 movie with Ice T, um, and Gary Busey and and Rucker Howe and Charles S. Dutton. Um, Hard Target, of course, which I reviewed for this uh, podcast. You know, but like I say, just movies that's like this in general, I I relatively enjoy for the most part. The Running Man, you can kind of throw in there as well. Um, don't ask me why I why I like these type of movies, but I kind of do. It's just I guess the whole survival thing, you know, the hunt and the hunted type of scenario that plays out. So when this movie was originally supposed to come out last year, but uh, they went ahead and canceled it and i put quotation marks when i say that they canceled the movie because of a couple of mass shootings that happened around the time that this movie was supposed to be released so 
when they said they were canceling it, I think people just got to the in the notion that oh that the movie would never see the light of day or anything like that kind of similar what happened with the death wish remake that around the time of its release that you know there was a shooting as well so they they postponed it and pushed it back but with this movie i mean i, I kind of figured it was going to get released at some point and it did of course it released on friday the 13th and everything and i went ahead and saw it over the weekend um and everything uh, i saw it yesterday which was saturday the 14th um so i'm recording this of course on sunday the 15th right um and everything so i decided you know because at first i wasn't going to review the movie but i guess during the process of actually sitting and watching the movie i was like you know what i think i'd go ahead and review it so for anyone who's listening to this episode and you have not seen the hunt yet this will be a spoiler field episode so if you haven't seen the movie i recommend going to see the movie you know whatnot come back and then listen to the episode or if you just want to be spoiled and find out exactly everything that's of what i'm going to talk about pretty much you can just go ahead and keep listening but uh i do suggest that you go see the movie f- first before you listen to what i'm going to say here but um anyway so um the whole synopsis in the cast here so basically the movie is about uh, 12 strangers who wake up in a clearing and they don't know where they are or how they got there they don't know that they've been they do they don't know that they've been chosen for a specific purpose the hunt so that's your your synopsis and your cast uh consists of um betty gilpin as crystal or as i refer to her throughout most of the movie as her um glow wrestling character liberty bell um hillary swink as athena ike bornholtz as staten island wayne duval as don ethan suple as gary or in the case of how he's credited as as shut the f up gary uh emma roberts as yoga pants christopher berry as target um let's see who else there amy mag magan as ma Glenn Howarthen as Richard. And the last person I mentioned of this cast would be uh, Justin Hartley as he's credited as the trucker. But his his uh, character's name, which is given later in the movie, is Big Game Ken or whatnot. So those are pretty much the main cast that I'll be referring to. Um, and it was directed by Craig Zobel and written by Nick Coos and Damon Lindelof. So, and the reason why I have to mention about Damon Lindelof because of the fact that, you know, he is one of those kind of writers that writers and creators of TV show, two TV shows here recently that has some very thought provoking things about it first of course uh the leftovers which is being covered on the tv zone podcast by myself and christian and chantel and of course watchmen um which was a huge hit um last year on hbo both shows on hbo of course um so the movie kicks off with um with these uh this text message group and this is kind of is what kind of gets everything going and ironically enough we never see the face of this woman athena um played by hillary swank for i want to say like 90 percent of the movie 
um at least but it starts off with like a closing on her from behind and she's in a text message group with a bunch of her friends and and they're just talking about like did you see what uh our president did and it just ruined our day and this that and the other and then athena she brings up about the um that she can't wait for the hunt to start and everything like that and and then someone else in the group mentions like you know we're not supposed to mention this and you know in group or anything like this it's like oh so we're deleting this uh thread after this or whatnot and you, you don't think anything else much about that particular incident and then it cuts to where we're on a plane and we, that's where we're introduced to uh richard uh played by uh glenn um and he's um you know he's on the plane and everything and the stewardess she comes to ask him if he wanted some um you know if he wanted a snack or whatnot and so they kind of have a conversation about things that of that nature and then out of nowhere this dude comes stumbling out of the back he's waking up he doesn't know where the hell he is or whatnot and everyone starts freaking out but you quickly realize that all these people that's on this plane are in on the fact that this that whoever this guy is is waking up that they were taking him somewhere and that's when we realize that this is the group that is that's the one that's going to be doing the hunt and they end up killing the dude and then they throw him back inside the back of the plane um with the rest of the people that's knocked out and that's when we get our first glimpse of crystal who's pat who's knocked out as well because these people have been all drugged and everything but some way somehow this guy he woke up and everything and athena is the one who kills him but once again we don't see her face at all she just comes up from behind him and he turns around and she stabs him in the eye with this crazy spiked heel that she has and everything which will come back into play later on in the movie as well so after that um we get to where everyone is pretty much waking up in the woods and this is where we're introduced to emma roberts character yoga pants um as she's rightfully named because that's what she has on freaking yoga pants right so she wakes up and she has a gag in her mouth and she's trying to figure out like where the hell is she why is this thing on her mouth and and she looks up you know looks around looks very disoriented and everything she sees crystal um over by like the water and everything crystal she's basically trying to find out exactly where she is and which way is which way so of course you know you do the whole little uh survival thing where you get a you know you get a pen or whatnot and you place it on a leaf in the water and it'll turn to to like which way is north basically it's it's an interesting thing how that works but um but yeah, so she does that and she just kind of wanders off and she's like, hey, where are you going? Even though she, she's gay, but you can still kind of understand that's what she's saying. So that's when we're introduced to a lot of the other people um, and everything that's very, that's you know, bound the same exact way. And they come across this big crate that's out in this field. And everyone's kind of like, OK, this doesn't something right, but this doesn't seem right and everything. But one guy, he goes, he gets a. Um, you know gets a crowbar to you know break the hinges off of the crate and everyone's thinking like it's gonna explode or whatnot so everyone's takes running off a of cover and everything and it's it's a very interesting misdirect scene because you kind of do kind of think okay something bad is gonna happen at this moment and even the guy himself when he takes off the crate he still holds it in front of him like if something's gonna blow up at least he'll be braced for impact or whatnot for whatever it is 
and it's not that at all actually this little pig with a t-shirt comes on come wandering out which we find out his name or orwell later on and everything it comes wandering out of the crate and everybody's like man okay and so the guy he goes in reaches out and he pulls out this um this basically this this board of guns which of course all these people like rush to you know and everything and then that's when we're introduced to the trucker played by uh justin hartley from um this is us or whatnot and you kind of thinking like okay what okay these people they're being allowed to arm themselves and and then that's when uh yoga pants she finds the keys to unlock the um the bounds over their mouth so everyone you know they're getting tooled up and everything and then you kind of start to get the impression like okay these people are they're basically second amendment um you know people whatnot and it's like you know they kind of tooling up and everything and then that's when everything starts to go to hell because somebody in the off in the distance just starts shooting like crazy and what's interesting about this is that emma roberts character is killed off right off the bat or whatnot and you, you it's kind of funny because she is a known actress or whatnot so they kill her right off the bat and because it, it at first it seemed like her and um the trucker are gonna be like a team or whatnot and we're gonna follow them for quite a while but that's not the case at all and so he so after she's gunned down right next to him he ends up with this other girl um and everything who's hiding in the crate and she takes off running you know across the field and everything after she see after they see this other guy with two freaking semi-automatic weapons like running he just firing like a maniac don't know what he's shooting at. he just firing and, and then he gets gunned down they see him get done, gunned down so they decide to try to make it to the trees as she she takes off running first the girl does and she falls down into a freaking pit and you think she just fell in the pit but then when when uh the trucker runs over and he you know land and he sees where it's a spike pit and she's literally impaled on the spikes and everything but she's not dead and he basically helps her get out of there and you think okay they're gonna you know get to the tree tree line or whatnot and they'll be okay and as they're going towards the tree line he ends up stepping on a freaking mime and they both get blowed to hell and what's ironic about it is that when she gets blowed blowed up the girl ends up right back in the freaking pit on spiked and everything so right off the bat they basically kill off like two known people so if anyone who know who emma roberts is and you know who justin hartley is from this is us and they're killed off right off the bat and like i say so i, th- I thought that was kind of in a way it's kind of funny the fact that they're killed off right off the bat but at the same time i guess it just lets people let you know as the viewer like hey we ain't playing around here and that's kind of one thing about this movie that the it has a lot of dark humor in it um even though there's some social commentary well not i shouldn't say some but a lot of social commentary in this movie but the dark humor is there you just have to really see it for what it really is and also kind of go along with the tongue-in-cheekness of it especially as the movie kind of progresses along so after 
after they're blowed up, that's where we're introduced to uh, Staten Island, played by uh, Ike Barnholtz. And he's another, you know, one of those kind of actors that you've seen and stuff and everything. You might not know his name, but if you look him up, you see that he's been in a lot of movies. So he's a familiar face and he's probably best known for his time on Mad TV. But he's also been, like I said, in a lot of freaking movies. So the fact that he's here, he's like, okay, well, now the now the narrative is following him as like a leader so he ends up with a group of people um and everything is him uh so it's staten island played by ike and and you have uh big kate along with vanilla nice and target and they're trying to you know get out of here and everything get out of there and everything because they're still they're being hunted down and whoever it is is shooting at them and everything but you never see who exactly who it is so they get to like where this uh fence is and the whole thing gets brought up about a uh, manor gate and it's like, okay, what the hell exactly is manor gate? But so apparently this is a known thing, like of something what's been going on where people, you know, being abducted and taken and then they're hunted and killed off, you know, whatnot. So these people are aware of what this place is. So they have to hop over this barbed wire fence. And as they're doing that, um, Staten Island, Vanilla Nice, and Big Kate, they get crossed, but Target, he ends up getting shot in the back with an arrow, and instead of, you know, still trying to get across the fence, he decides to go back and take on whoever is trying to kill him, um, and everything, but instead, he ends up getting shot again with an arrow, and so he goes down, and you think he's dead, but he's not, so then you see where someone throws a grenade, and the grenade doesn't go off, and you hear a voice say, did you, Tulsa, did you throw, did, did you pull the pin, and you see that clearly the pin hasn't been pulled. And they say, God damn it. And then so you see another grenade gets thrown in. This clearly has no pin. Then as uh, Staten Island and others was running away, you see where someone gets blowed up. You see the explosion and everything. So they end up making it to this uh, gas station store where we're introduced to Ma and Pa. And they come in and everything. They're looking around. Of course, they need help. And we're going to get this back and forth with uh, Staten Island and Ma and Pa as they're asking them questions like, well, what exactly is going on? And so they're trying to figure out where exactly they are. And they tell them that they're in the great state of Arkansas and everything. And so, okay, well, I need some help. And like, you have a phone. And so he gets on the phone and he's calling for help and everything. But then you realize that the person that he's talking to on the line is not actually the police or the authorities or anything. It's, one of the hunters and everything so when this is all after he gets off the phone with them we know because big kate she decides to eat one of the donuts that's on the thing she starts coughing and everything like that because she's clearly been poisoned and that's when we realize that mom and pa is not the nice little you know sh shop owners that they thought they were and then in the process of this mom and pa ends up killing um killing um Staten Island and Vanilla Nice. So there's another like known, you know, actor that gets killed off basically right off the bat. And then we kind of get a little, we start to get like pieces of the story told here where we realize that these people, along with the others that's doing the killing, are basically, they have gathered up a bunch of deplorables who in essence are considered republicans because that's what you know that was like one of the things that uh hillary clinton called them you know these deplorable people who support trump and everything so you realize that basically everyone that has been 
gathered like corralled for this um this hunt are all republican people second amendment you know these uh right wing people and everything and the ones that's actually doing the hunting are the liberal you know social social justice warriors if you will so it's kind of an interesting thing how they go about that you know kind of flipping it on its head of where the people that are considered the quote-unquote good people are actually the bad guys here and the people that are quote-unquote the bad people are actually the victims here so it's an interesting way how they kind of do what I like to refer to as a double turn in that regard. So, so after uh, Mom and Pa, they basically clean up, um, you know, the, the the scene and everything. That's when they get they get radioed um, that um, Liberty Bell, as I refer to her as Crystal, Betty Gilpin's character, she comes walking up because we haven't seen her since she wandered off from you know trying to figure out which way is north and everything so she wasn't there when the whole thing happened you know with everybody getting shot up and everything and then you know people getting exploded she was not there for that so where exactly did she go who knows but she ends up at the gas station and so now we're now that us as the viewer know like what this exactly is and she comes in so we're expecting more of the same but we kind of don't well we don't get that really here because um liberty bell as i refer to her is not like everyone else she's she's actually a badass character and i just feel like betty gilpin's character here is she she's very different from what i'm what i'm used to seeing her in um cause like i said i mostly know her from glow so just seeing her you know playing that type of character and she's very good on this show but here she really i would say it, it shows that she can really carry um a movie in a sense even though i know from like stuff that i've seen where her character is very like you know reserved and subdued and type of thing but in an essence she you if you want to put it into like horror movie terms or whatnot she is the one who's always paying attention and i know i've spoken about that like on episodes where i talk about horror movies that the one that's always paying attention to what's going on is usually the one who survives to the very end and that's the case with her character so she is always paying attention to her surroundings she's looking for little things that might not seem right so when she's in the um the gas station with mom and pa you're thinking that oh they're gonna end up killing her the same way they did the others but in essence she is the one who's misdirecting them and she beats the holy hell out of them and ends up gunning both of them down and you realize like okay she's not like the trucker she's not like staten island she's not like the rest of these other people that you thinking that would have been like the leaders of the group she she knows what's up really and she knows how to kind of misdirect people and give them a false sense of security towards her before she strikes in a way so i, so I kind of like that about her character in this movie um and then after that is when she she gets linked up with um with gary played by ethan suple and i was like it's funny seeing him here because i mean i haven't really seen him in anything since my name is earl show um and everything like that but it was kind of funny seeing him show up here and they kind of team up for a little while and and everything like that 
and as they're walking on the train tracks a little bit later they a train is coming so they end up hopping the train and then they get mixed up with these illegals and gary decides to, it's like these people are not really illegals they're crisis actors and everything like this is all set up for us and you know blah 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 and and she's like put the gun down gary they have a baby like they are legit and everything so they end up coming to a stop where this military group is there basically to check the uh, train and that's where they come across uh, the illegals and Gary and Crystal and then they basically get them off the train but what's ironic about it is that they don't they don't pull um, Gary and Crystal they just hem up the uh, crisis actors uh, well crisis actors uh, the illegals I should say See, I don't call them crisis actors but um so they hem them up which is kind of interesting that they don't even touch them so gary he tries to walk up to the guy who's the commanding officer and tell him what's exactly going on and he's like are you american he's like yes i'm american it's like so the guy he pulls one of his other guys aside and they just walk off leaving him there and the one guy that was like the leader of the illegal groups he starts speaking english and he's telling him like look look you can get out of here if you just play it cool and everything and gary's like you son of a bitch i knew you all he's like no he's like no i am i'm me he say but these illegals they really are illegals he say they were not supposed to be on this train this train was not supposed to be stopped and everything it's like you know if you play it cool i i'll give you a five minute head start just to be nice and everything like that so he's actually in on it as well and so gary he decides to attack the dude and in the midst of them fighting or whatnot he finds a grenade on him he pulls the pin on the grenade throws it down his pants so it's almost kind of similar to the scene from hard target where at the end of that when john claude van damme puts the grenade down lance harrison's pants and in his case he actually gets it apart and pulls it apart but he just had it too close together and then that's how he blows up but in in this dude's case, he doesn't get it quick enough and he ends up getting blowed to hell and everything like that. And Gary takes off running. So he he leaves. But um, Crystal, she ends up getting captured and taken to um, the detention camp where all the other illegals are being taken. And while she when she gets there, she starts, you know, talking about, you know, the fact that she's an American. She doesn't know exactly where she is, how she got here and everything like that. So the clearly they're not in arkansas because all these people speak with a foreign accent and she finds out that she's in freaking bosnia or whatnot that's what she is so they're not even in the united states we find out um so while they're there and she explains the situation so she, so the guy that's in charge he's basically like oh so you're you're like don and she's like who is don and everything so they go and they get this other guy who was one of the 12 that was there at the uh, clearing when everything started going off because he took off running. We haven't seen him since. So he was captured at some point. So he walks in. They pause, He's like, see, I told you assholes and everything like that. So then that's where they're kind of together now. So Crystal and Donna together. And that's when one of, I guess, some guy from the, u.s embassy he shows up to get them so he's taking them back um to the embassy or whatnot and they're in the car and everything and the guy's clearly doing a lot of talking with don don asking questions and stuff like this and crystal is not saying anything so 
she kind of gets the notion that something isn't right about this guy because he's asking questions like hmm so why would anyone do this to you guys clearly you must have done something to get on these people radar or whatnot and crystal's kind of gets suspicious of him so she ends up kicking him literally out of the car and she gets in the driver's seat and she drives backwards and she crushes dude's head and it's funny how don just overreacts in this because i I found myself laughing at Wick, just his reaction of how he, because he's a big guy and everything, and the fact that he's like, he's losing it and everything. He's like, he, Dawson, what are you doing? Dawson, you killed him and all this type of stuff, and he's doing it in this southern accent, so that's what makes it even sound funnier to me. But, so, here, after they get out of the car, we find out that he actually was in on the whole hunt as well, um, and everything. And when Crystal lets up the trunk, we see where Gary's in the trunk with a knife in his head. So clearly he had already picked up Gary, killed him, and he was getting ready to take them to go kill them as well. So by their notion, um, by their calculation, I should say, they realize that they're the only two left of the original 12 that were captured. Um, But in a sense, it should be 11 because the one guy on the plane, he would have made 12. I'm assuming or maybe it was 13. I don't know because he would have been number 13 because they don't even know he was there. So if it was 12, OK, so it had to be 13 originally in that case. So, um, well, I, I'll come back to that because I have an interesting theory in regards to a character when we get to the end. So. So basically, they realize that they're the last two that's that's left um, and everything and then we kind of start to get a little bit of the backstory of the hunters because we spent so much time with the hunted then we started to get more of the hunters so then we find out that they're in this little bunker thing or whatnot and they come across as if they're so self-righteous well not want to say self-righteous but more uh that they're you know so for the people and everything and oh it's so good things that we do and this that and the other but they kind of crack jokes with each other so it's like i said very interesting to hear how they talk um and everything so while they're there and um richard he goes outside to take a pee and whatnot and while he's outside that's when don shows up because they had found the pig had stumbled upon him he's like he just comes up out of nowhere it's like hey is this your pig and when he turns and looks uh crystal comes up behind richard and slices his throat kills him and then she goes in and she proceeds to kill off all of the other um hunters and everything and like i say betty gilpin in this movie is a badass she's almost like a i want to say like a female john wick in a way with how she beats the holy hell out of these people you know and everything and she gets into this into this brawl with the um with this sergeant who was hired to train them you know and everything because he he worked on tears of the sun which they they kind of make a joke about it. say why is it called tears of the sun and he's like i don't know say it had bruce willis in it it's like which tears of the sun is a good movie by the way if you haven't seen it i recommend checking it out it was a very good movie but they kind of clowning him a little bit or whatnot but anyway so she gets into a fight with him she beats the hell out of him with a metal pipe it doesn't kill him or anything um and the one girl which i find funny that her name was liberty so i was referring to betty gilpin as liberty bell her character from glow but there's like actually a character one of the hunters her character name is liberty um and everything so she doesn't kill her right off the bat so don he comes down 
and she almost shoots him and, and he tells her well she tells him well thanks for thanks for the uh help because she basically went in and did everything he just kind of comes down later on so while they're there she was like hey hey don do you want to ask her anything he's like what like well you know since i killed the other guy before you got to ask any questions you want to ask her anything so don he asks, he starts asking her uh like why did she do this you know why are they doing this and everything like that and she starts giving like lame duck answers and everything so um in the in in that regard uh crystals asked her she says well do you feel like um that you should be you know giving mercy just because you're a woman and it's like she thinks about it for a second and she says no and like not even a second after she says no crystal just shoots her dead and everything so then it's just uh the two of them uh uh crystal and dawn are down there in the bunker and then that's when we hear athena over the radio and she tells dawn like it, to kill her and then it gets this whole thing it's like okay was Don really was he a really one of the um the capture or was he one of truly one of the hunters and we really never get that back and forth we we never get confirmation on that i should say but there's this whole back and forth of whether or not he is or he isn't and in the process of this crystal ends up killing don and but uh what's funny about that is that the uh the sergeant is still alive in the sense we find out he was never really uh in the army army he was a part of the national guard so he never really like fought in the service but we find out that crystal was military henceforth her expert fighting skills and her you know handling of guns and everything like that and knowing how to get into places you know in a strategical type of way so we realize that there's more to crystal than what meets the eye with her we i mean we already knew that but we just kind of get a little bit more confirmation about that in regards to her so uh the sergeant he tells um crystal that athena is at her manor or whatnot and said that look she's been training for eight months so she's ready for this and everything so crystal she goes to the house and everything she's ready for a fight and when she gets there athena tells her to leave her gun in the um in the mailbox and she comes in and this and right before she comes in we get this whole flashback to why everything happened why this all really happened and what happened was a year ago because of that text message and everything um richard was fired from his job well he wasn't fired he stepped down from his job because of some extramarital affairs and emails that were leaked out and this that and the other so they basically did like a whole investigation into him and then that's when it came across the text messages and it goes back to that original conversation with the text at the beginning of the movie with what they were talking about um the hunt and manner you know at the manor and everything like that so um athena is basically told that she can do the same thing of she can resign or she'd be fired but either way she's done at her job and basically all of her friends that were involved with this have been let go and they are the ones that's doing the hunt and so what they decide to do is to look up and find all of the people that were like the biggest um the biggest uh ones who basically helped 
un- uncover this whole manor gate thing. And Gary, who we found out, because he even said that he has a podcast. He had like a right wing podcast. So you could say that he's like a, you could say he's almost like a Rush Limbaugh type where he was always putting out his conspiracy theories and he was one of the biggest, you know, di- you know, talking about manor gate and all this type of stuff and everything like that. And then you find out like all of these people were ones that were basically spewing a lot of stuff on the internet about them. And we see where crystal is shown as someone that says, you know, she said she didn't lead any type of a charge against them or anything. She just kind of was on a message boy and commented on the whole situation. And that's why she was involved in this. So we come back to, the house and everything and crystal goes in she walks around and then we finally get our first glimpse of athena even though we get our first glimpse of her at this meeting with her bosses and his um his assistant or whatnot but it's the first time that we really get to see athena from the front because like i say all the time before we just seen her from behind so it's like it was leaving her as a mystery or whatnot and of course it's hillary swank who I mean, Hillary Swank is someone, she's a really good actress. And it's funny because I was having a conversation with somebody about the fact that I haven't seen her in anything of note in quite a while. And then here she is here or whatnot. So that was another reason why I wanted to see the movie because I do like Hillary Swank. I think she is a really good actress and everything. But I felt like in the last, what, decade or so, she really hasn't been in too many, like, interesting movies or of any, um, anything like that. But the fact that she was going to be showing up here. It's like, okay, that kind of gave me a reason to kind of want to see the movie as well. So, so we get this whole thing with Athena and crystal. Um, And that's a matter of fact, that's when we first find out that crystal name is even crystal because before then we never know what her name is. Cause even when early in the movie, when Gary tells her his name, he asks her what her name is. She just kind of gives him this look. And then next thing you know, they're going to running and jumping on the train. So we never get her name until the very end here. And, it gets brought up again about whether or not Don was, you know, was he really one of the 12 or was he one of the hunters or whatnot? We never get confirmation on that. And and Athena even kind of plays with the notion like, mm, I don't know, was he type of thing? Because she's she's crazy. basically. And she says that she's crazy. And she says, you know, she said, I know that I'm crazy. And the fact that I know I'm crazy that makes me basically she's saying she's normal because she knows that she's crazy or whatnot and so the and so she kind of gives her the whole bond villain you know speech of the reason why she decided to do this and that these people have no right to talk about them and this that and the other and then we get probably the most i would say the most eye-opening thing about this movie is the whole thing about the the manner and everything and athena tells her it's like it wasn't real it's like well you are hunting people aren't you it's like yeah say but you people say basically what she was saying was that when they were texting and everything what she said was actually a joke at that point in time there was no um there was no hunt that they were doing she was just making a joke in regards to about the fact that you know people would literally believe anything and so basically because of the fact that they um they uncovered the whole thing about this hunt and it became like manor gate and this that and the other so athena and her friends decide to actually make it be a real thing 
So in a way, so basically what she told Crystal was that you guys basically manifested this because of the fact that you believe every doggone thing. We might as well have made it become a true reality. So in essence, at the time that Athena and her friends were talking about the hunt and about the manor thing, there was no hunt, even though she had bought this house and it's not even a manor that she keeps referring. It's not even a manor. It's like a three bedroom house. It's not a manor and everything. So, and then in that regard too, we get the, another eye opening thing in regards to crystal with crystal say, you got the wrong crystal. And so I think she says her whole, cause she does say her full name or whatnot. She's like, yeah, he say, but there's also another crystal and she spells her, I think her last name a little different. She say, I even get her mail sometime or whatnot. People get us confused because the whole thing, cause she gives like, she runs off crystals, um, whole life history where her dad was a meth dealer who had got killed in in a, a raid by the police and everything and then the mother committed suicide uh well died with an overdose and everything and like that and crystal tells her like like well my father was a something but he wasn't no meth dealer and my mother is very much still alive and says you you can call her tell some you know, whatnot so we kind of get this whole thing about crystal being the wrong crystal and i kind of have to believe that because of the fact that she was so different from everybody else when you look at all the other you know people that were captured um you know deplorables quote unquote and everything crystal did not fit into the same mold as the rest of those people um you could say that the trucker didn't as well to some degree but we didn't get to spend enough time with him but crystal clearly was very much different from these other people so it's a very good chance that she was not the crystal that made the uh comments on the message boards they just got it confused um in regards to her so with that being said we get this whole big fight between uh crystal and athena it's a very good fight scene um it lasts for a good probably i want to say probably about 10 minutes maybe um whatnot and they fight all over this place and you thinking that athena has the best of crystal because she pulls out that freaking uh spiked heel and everything and she stabs her with it and you think she has it but then athena um athena you know kind of lets her linger just a little too long so crystal ends up stabbing her and everything stabs her real good and they both end up on the floor <laughs> they both end up on the floor and and you're thinking that and so athena basically asks her like are you like are you really who you say you are and she's like yep wrong crystal and she ends up so athena dies and you're thinking that crystal is gonna die too because i'm like oh my god they're gonna they're gonna end this where basically everyone dies in the end type of thing but because of this story that um crystal told um don about about the uh jackrabbit um or whatnot and how in the end it always wins or whatnot and when she's laying there she looks over because the door is wide open and there's this bunny rabbit that's there so she's like huh and in the sense because she is the she's the uh snowflake she's the you know she's that you know the scorpion the frog the you know she is that in a sense because it's her nature um whatnot and so she ends up getting up she ends up fixing this grilled cheese sandwich or whatnot 
And then she goes in Athena's bedroom, gets all glammed up and everything and has a bottle of champagne. She leaves. She goes to the plane and everything where the stewardess and the pilot are there. And they realize like, oh, shit, she's one of them. She's not like one of the uh, people who's supposed to be getting on the plane. And so she tells like, look, everyone, you know, I was brought here against my will. I killed all of them who were trying to kill me. Saying now nah, I want to just go home. So is that gonna be a problem? It's like, oh no, no, not a problem at all. So she gets in the seat, you know, sit down and hurt because it goes back to it kind of comes full circle with the whole uh thing about the caviar because um earlier on on the flight going, um Richard asked the stewardess, has has she ever had caviar and everything and whatnot. So she's like, No, we're not allowed to. So Crystal asks her that same thing, um, in regards to about the caviar. So she um so she tells her, Well, sit down, have some and then she starts chugging the uh, champagne and whatnot, and that's how the movie ends with her chugging the champagne and basically going back home. And so the movie ends in this thing of where you really still don't know exactly who Crystal was. Um, yeah, she's because of the fact that she was so and I don't think that she even was who she was pretending to say she was. So there's a lot about this movie that really makes you think, um, especially towards the end with about who people really are and things like that. It really makes you think, but um, that's pretty much the hunt um, and everything. If I had to give this movie a rating based off of my first time watching it, I would actually give it a 3.5. I Like I said, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I understood a lot of the social commentary that is, you know, on display here in this movie and how they kind of flip things on his head, because that's one thing about Damon Lindenloff. Anyway, he's one of those thought provoking type of writers who will put things on his head. I mean, just watch Watchmen and you'll see exactly what I mean by that. Um, Leftovers does that as well, but it's really amped up in Watchmen, especially dealing with the whole social political climate that we're in right now. And this movie fits into that category. And I know a lot of people, oh, don't go see it because it's this, that, and the other. I put it like this. Go for anyone, if you are even a interested a little bit about this movie, go and check it out or whatnot and watch it for yourself. And you decide. Don't let other people tell you. Don't even let, don't let me tell you whether. I say just watch the movie and decide for yourself. I won't tell you, oh, don't go watch it because you heard this, that, and the other, or watch it because of this, that, and the other. I say, if you if you have any type of interest in seeing the movie, go see the movie for yourself, and you decide how you feel about the movie. So, um, one last thing, uh, as far as uh, like a favorite character, I would have to go with uh, Betty Gilpin because, like I say, even though I kind of go back and forth about my feelings about her on Glow, but I actually enjoyed her playing this uh, badass uh, character in, in this movie. So she's my favorite character. Um, so that's pretty much it for you for this episode. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to the episode. Um, I'll be back for episode 155 with um, something. I haven't decided exactly what I want to do yet. Um, I didn't even know that I really want to do this movie for episode 154, but I did. Um, so I'll be back for episode 155. Um, 
Uh, of course, you can check me out on the Twitter at JMovieTalk, um, as well as Instagram at JMT Podcast. Um, you can find all of the Movie Talk episodes a part of the TV Zone Podcast Network, which, of course, is on Anchor and iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and pretty much every podcasting app um, there is. Just type in TV Zone Podcast Network, and you can find all of our episodes there. Um also, if you have any suggestions or comments or anything that you just want to shoot to me or whatnot in regards to like movies or anything that you episodes that you would like for me to do, you can email me at jmovietalk at gmail.com and everything. And I will catch you guys next time. Peace.